Welcome to the Beyond the Sermon podcast. Over the next 20 minutes, our goal is to dig deeper into the themes and topics of the most recent Sunday teaching. We'll look to tackle some of the challenging kinds of questions that you may be thinking as you heard the message but didn't get the opportunity to ask the teacher at the time. This podcast works in conjunction with our weekly Beyond the Sermon devotional. If you don't receive those already, you can sign up using the link in our podcast show notes. So whatever you're doing right now, at the gym, driving, folding laundry, whatever it might be, we invite you to listen in as together we go Beyond the Sermon. Well, hey, everyone. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship at The Ridge, and I'm also your host for Beyond the Sermon. And with me today, I have Ridgely Pastor Mike Van Rees. Mike, welcome back. Privilege to be here. Yes, good to have you. Uh, Mike, this past Sunday, you had us thinking about a topic that is common uh, for all of us, and yet it can also be one of the hardest things in our lives, I think, and that is uh, giving and, and asking for forgiveness. And um, this is kind of a bit of a funny story, but I remember a number of weeks ago, remember Coin Wars that we were doing? I have tried to forget, <laughs> but yes, I do remember well. And uh, there was at one point where I was like in last place, and so I rallied the support of the women's ministry and ended up like winning, I think. Um, but you weren't too happy about that. And so um, even though I don't think I was doing anything wrong, I want to ask just for mm. forgiveness, Mike. Mm. So do you think you can mm. forgive me? <laughs> Well, I'll maybe put it this way. Yes, I do remember that part of your <laughs> lobbying the ladies to be able to come to your rescue, Will. Right. Um, and I would say, forgiveness, certainly. Would I trust you next time <laughs> Coin Wars rolls around? Probably not. Right. I actually, there was a rumor going around that you, uh, yeah, you don't actually have to go in the next time if you win it. So I like that. Immunity, is that what they call it? I like it? that rumor. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. So, or if you lose, maybe that's that's the way it should, because yeah. you and Joey you should be up, Yeah, that's right. So, um, Genesis 44, 45, um, you know, we get an insight into this remarkable moment in the story where Joseph reveals his identity to his brothers. You know, it's this... Uh, amazing. I mean, we've, it's so cool being in this story just for a few weeks, you know, and then suddenly this moment where they're, they're you know, brought back together again. Mm-hmm. Um, they're terrified, but Joseph is actually very compassionate and he responds with forgiveness rather than revenge. So again, just thinking back to where Joseph was, I mean, when they sold him into slavery, you know, this young son, the favored one, um, to where he is today, being through so many challenging and hard things, and yet, uh, yeah, so admirable the way he responds to his brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I mentioned, forgiveness is a, it's a topic that's applicable to every human being. We have a great capacity, really, to hurt one another, and, and sometimes deeply. So, Mike, for something so common in our experience, why do we find it so difficult to forgive or, you know, uh, to, yeah, to receive forgiveness, to ask for forgiveness? Yeah, I think it's one from a Christian standpoint that we say this is pretty basic, foundational Christian teaching that, you know, kind of hear this kind of thing from day one, that forgiveness is a part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. I think that it's one of those things that's a lot easier to say and to know, and to know in your head and theory, than to really live out. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Forgiving and receiving forgiveness, both ends of that, they're difficult. Um, one of the reasons why I personally find it difficult, I think because I've, I was so familiarized with the generalized concept of forgiveness, that there's just a, I had a misunderstanding about 
what forgiveness is and what it isn't. Um, mm. It's there's a broadness to it, but I don't think that necessarily all of that broadness is applicable to how. Uh, Jesus teaches us about forgiveness, because when I hear forgiveness, I'm thinking, oh, well, does that mean that I have to ignore that that happened to me? Does that mean I have to pretend that that hurt or that wound never happened to me? Does that mean I just have to bury the pain? Mm. This hurts. Does that mean I have to just bury it and and ignore it? And I think the answer to that would be, well, no. When the Bible is talking about forgiveness, it's not saying that we have to completely pretend that it didn't happen. What forgiveness is not is almost as important as what it is. I think, for me, it was really helpful to understand that forgiveness doesn't mean forfeiting justice. God is a just God. That is a part of his character. It doesn't mean tolerating things that are wrong. It doesn't mean enabling abuse. It doesn't mean blindly trusting again. It doesn't mean it never happened. It doesn't mean that what happened to me is okay. It doesn't mean those kind of things, and it doesn't mean I'm just going to let that whatever or whoever it is get away with that and put myself in that exact same position to be hurt again. Forgiveness is really something, I think, that happens inside of us when we're able to personalize the other person and realize they're they're a human being like me who who is fallible, who who makes mistakes, and I'm at a place where... I realize they need a savior. I need a savior. I'm going to give up maybe my innate desire for revenge, for payback, for evening up, evening up the score. And I'm going to trust God with that. Mm. I'm going to trust that God is is the sovereign. I'm going to trust that God is just. And I think that's really difficult for us because well, it's kind of nice to be the judge, the jury, and the executioner. Right. You know, I have this sense of fairness in my my own innate instinct, and I want it to play out this way, but to be able to trust that if I do for, forgive, that God is still a just God, that he's got this, and He trusting him in his justice, that he's still working. He's going to work in this situation. Um, I can just let go and surrender it. Mm. I think those are so important, Mike. Um you know, especially addressing misunderstandings of it, you know, because even a misunderstanding of forgiveness or thinking that forgiveness and reconciliation are the same kind of things, we can carry a lot of guilt, I think, with us, mm-hmm. especially if we have been hurt um, deeply, wounded deeply by others. And, um, yeah, it's I've, I've seen it, uh, you know, when it plays out actually both ways where people do take it into their own hands, you know, and it makes... It makes matters worse, and not only obviously for the other person when they seek revenge, but also for that person themselves. Mm-hmm. So when <clears throat> God's direction to us and, and and leading of us when we have been hurt and his example in that, uh, it's not only, you know, about the other party, it's it's really about us as well. And uh, But then I've also seen it where there's just been remarkable forgiveness. I, I remember... Uh, you know, people know him from Northern Ireland, and for an, quite a number of years, there were some really intense troubles there, and um, and fighting. And uh, I remember a story of one uh, man. He was out with his daughter in a town, and uh, a certain organization had planted a bomb. The bomb went off, and he was there with his daughter and under the rubble, and he was there with her until she died. 
And uh, he became quite famous afterwards, not only because of the story, but also because he came out publicly and said he f- he, for- he had forgiven uh, those who had murdered his daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the you know, th- everyone who heard this story just stood aggasp. You know, it's <clears throat> that kind of forgiveness is divine in nature. You know, it's so it's so uncommon. But when we do see it, when we see the heart of Jesus, the very heart of God on display, we stand back and think, "That's remarkable." I mean, how I could? And yet, um, and yet, that that man was able to, and it was actually part of a larger campaign, actually, for regarding uh, Christianity and and that kind of thing, because the guy was a Christian. But so it's. Um, yeah, it's remarkable when we see it actually in practice. Not only when we see it the way God forgives, but when people step into that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it isn't something that I think we see happen naturally all the time, and it does catch our attention. Say, "Wow, what would motivate a person to do that?" Right, and then it can point toward God. Yes, yeah, it's a, an amazing testimony. Uh, you mentioned a bit earlier about you know from for you personally, you had a bit of a personal perspective from this was there any kind of example that you can give you know when we're thinking about giving forgiveness or having to ask for forgiveness yeah for you uh, you know some an experience that you've had that you can speak from because i feel like everybody at some point this <laughs> are you saying that i've done things that need forgiving yes well is that what you're saying yes i mean last <laughs> week mike i don't know if you remember yeah yeah you know it, it really it's something that i think gets woven into the pattern of life in mm. terms of the, whole, the the cycle of forgiveness, it comes a lot. If I think about marriage, our closest relationships, yeah, we, we bump into each other. It's two sinful human beings that are coming together as one. Mm. Certainly one of the great marriage skills is to be able to own responsibility, how we've hurt each other, and then to be able to move into how do we reconcile, how do we forgive this. So lots of examples on a regular daily basis that are important to be able to move through and maybe don't even take vast amounts of time. It's just kind of a rhythm of doing life together. If I think of one, you know, an example maybe with a greater scope than that, Mm. there is one that comes to to mind. And there are quite a few. I don't think you travel through this life uh, very far without getting dinged up. So, yeah, I, I, I have several examples. One that comes to my mind was early in ministry. Um, I was just kind of getting started. It was within the first few months of starting this church, and I had somebody from the community who was a renowned community leader um, take the initiative, say, hey, want to sit down with you, talk to you, you know, maybe be able to offer you some some insight. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, great, I'll do that. We sat down, spent some time together, seemed like it was a, a promising opportunity, or at least somebody that, that cared and was investing. They did it a couple of more times, and you know, I was feeling like, wow, this is somebody who actually is um, interested in me and cares about me. Well, I find out that what ended up happening is, and the next time that we got together, he didn't come in person, sent an associate to come and communicated something that was a very significant stab in my back. Mm. Just stabbed me in the back. Didn't see it coming at all, and what I realized as I reflected on it is the whole thing was a setup. Mm. He didn't care about me, not one bit. The whole thing was to be able to move an agenda forward that he wanted to move forward. That was just a mm. pawn in his game. So it, it was hurtful uh, to be able to look at it, and so I say, yeah, I, I, that's been many years ago. Do I right. still remember it? 
I do. Yes. Um, and I'm going to be a little bit vague because this person is still around, you know, still a renowned right. person in the community. And I, I don't want to um, point anything out in terms of names and people on that. But internally, there's been some challenges that I've had with that. I think one of the challenges that comes along with like this specific example of forgiving is to limit limit my scope. And maybe by that I mean not to jump to the conclusion that because I got hurt there, trust was lost there, that that means I can't trust anybody. Mm. Oh, that means this person is also just using me. No, I, I, it's important for me to, to kind of reel that in and not let it warp my my overall view of people and to spill into other relationships. So I think limiting my scope, challenging Controlling my tongue, that's another challenge. Mm. I've been hurt. You know what I want to do? I want to go tell everybody uh, how I was hurt, and then they're going to come and support me. Of course my friends are going to support me. They're going to say things that would take my side on it, but I think it's important to be able to to not slander and not just throw somebody uh, under a bus. So that Mm. would be, if I say another challenge that comes along with forgiving, it's what do I say? How do, how do I unpack this um, in, in other contexts? And then there's the, the challenge of flat out just forgiving, mm. of being able to recognize, you know, I, I need to personalize this, and I'm going to reflect on this, and I want to recognize the humanity of this person and their need for a Savior too. And to me, that's just a spiritual time with God, mm. it, to have that time with him to let him speak into my life, to be able to recognize, yep, there's a need for forgiveness here. God, I want to do it with you. I think that the challenge also comes into, is this one that I'm going to seek reconciliation with or not? Forgiveness, yes. Mm. Um, That is one thing. And as we saw in this story of Joseph, reconciliation is different than forgiveness. They had both, uh, Joseph with his brothers, um, but for me to discern, is this one where there's going to be reconciliation in, in this relationship? And is that somewhere where I should go? Because that's going to require quite a bit of communication and confrontation to be able to rebuild that trust. In this particular example, I didn't go down that road because I really didn't think that there would be fruit along that road. If we we're in a relationship such as a, a marriage, yeah, right. Yes. You know, yeah. that one, certainly there's a call for, for restoration. Well, it kind of leads me on to my last question. Just the one thing I wanted to touch on is uh, around the idea of restoration of relationships because relationships are built on trust and um, we know that. And so often when we've been wronged by someone or they've wronged us, that that trust is broken down. Um, We may forgive someone, but we can't just jump back and pretend everything is like it was. So how do we do you have any guidance on on what that restoration process can look like? You know, how do we go about building broken relationships? And um, yeah, maybe beginning with a person who's wronged somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I have to I have to say sometimes. Um, you know, as a guy, you just think you just want to fix things, and so when you've wronged somebody, you're just like, and they may say, "I forgive you," but then it's almost like, "Okay, well, let's let's you know," but you can't just jump back in again and pretend like, you know. So, um, yeah, how do we navigate that? Yeah, one thing that I find <clears throat> helpful along your, your concept with the guy thing is to listen, to understand how have I actually hurt you. Mm. I've had a situation with Sarah before. Well, I knew I was in the wrong. And so she led, hey, Mike, here's what you did. Here's how that affected me. And I jump in, I'm, I'm sorry. 
And she's like, I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> I got right. more I want to share. Right. right. I got a little venting that I want to do. You can a- I actually apologize too soon. Um, right. That is possible. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, one is a little time to let whoever you've hurt, there's wound there. There's pain there. Right. Let them de-escalate. Let them vent. Um, let them share. Give a little space to be able to let some of that out. Um, that's part of the healing process for them is mm. to be able to articulate fully how how what you have done has affected me. And they need to be able to, to share that. I think confrontation is a piece of it. it. It's hard to fully get to a, a place of restoration if you don't confront what happened directly and what was my role in that? What was your role in that? Mm. And where did I do you wrong? Right. Um, to, to be able, it takes a lot, a high level of communication. What about uh, for people on the other side, mm-hmm. though, that they've been wronged? And, uh, you know, obviously forgiveness is one thing, reconciliation is another. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how, do, how did you even begin to gauge that in this situation where you were hurt and, and deciding, I don't think this is one I'm going to mm-hmm. actively pursue, like reconciliation? Because reconciliation is going to take an investment. Um, there's time that's involved in that. There's communication. Uh, first, I think confront the issue. Mm-hmm. It, it is this a situation I need to be honest about what has happened, how it offended me, how it affected me. So confrontation, communicating through that. And then I think recognizing and articulating in this conversation beyond them, this is more than just um, the issue that we're talking about. My trust has been broken. So how do we rebuild trust? Mm. A lot of times there, you, you can just come up with the steps that need to be taken to be able to rebuild the trust. But the rebuilding of the trust to really kind of create the plan, how can that happen? Now, what steps would need to be in place for me to be able to get to a point of being able to trust you again? And typically, you can't microwave it. It's going to take right. some time. Right. There's not really shortcuts. It's just going to take some time to be able to see the, that there is... Um, a reason to have trust in the person again. Right. That's so helpful. Lots of helpful um, guidelines there. And I I feel, you know, like I said at the beginning, I mean, this is something that daily each of us are in, you know, we're either having to ask for forgiveness or having to give forgiveness. So it's a good thing for us to be thinking about. So, excuse me again, thank you just for your time, Mike, and just leading us in this um, and being able to uh, think about this. And I, I pray that, we're all going to know the empowering of the Holy Spirit to be able to forgive um, and uh, also to receive forgiveness as well. Um, so thank you for joining us this week. Uh, if, you, if you've enjoyed what you've heard uh, today, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family, and uh, we hope you'll join us next time on Beyond the Sermon. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week. I want to mention one last thing before we go. Our heart at The Ridge is to help people grow in their relationship with God. There are so many ways to get connected into what can be life-changing environments for you and your family. The best way to keep in touch with all that is happening is through our website, ridgelife.org, but also through our weekly e-news. You can sign up to receive this directly to your inbox using the link in our podcast show notes. Finally, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please feel free to share with friends or family. We hope to catch you next time on Beyond the Sermon.